Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about why we have a tendency to create drama moment to moment and how to allow ourselves to rest in the drama-less moments without perpetuating that cycle. More to come on what that means because it's probably different than what you think in a moment. But first, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, drama. So typically when you hear that word, we tend to think of gossip, talking behind people's back, making a, a, a fuss about something, stir the pot, whatever it might be. It's our usual mainstream idea of drama, and it is a form of drama. But I'm referring to drama in a, a much more broad, general way. I'm referring to it as all the different ways that the mind creates a, a problem, an issue with something, or just finds a way to wrestle with reality and feel like it needs to get somewhere with it, change it, fix it, understand it, overcome it, or just make it mean something. And when we make it mean something, it inspires a particular kind of action. Now now it is something in our mind, and now we can relate to it in a particular way. And now we have a problem or something that we can solve, that we can work on, that we can sink our teeth into and feel a sense of purpose. Ah, interesting how that works out, huh? It's quite unsettling to... Um, come to a recognition that maybe there's not a a larger meaning to everything. I'm not here to necessarily make that stance. But as humans, we are are meaning-making and purpose-seeking creatures. And one of the things, uh, one of the byproducts of that, or one of the ways that shows up, is we're constantly assessing what's happening in a situation or in a relationship or at our work or in our community or in our country or our world, making it mean something in our mind. So filtering it through our code of right or wrong, good or bad, safe or unsafe, moral or unjust, all these things which are important when it comes to the human condition. But everything, basically in every moment, is getting filtered through that. And because of that, we're constantly engaged with these assessments of this is a good moment or this is a bad moment. I'm a yes to this or I'm a no to this. And it's a bit like a roller coaster ride because we never really know what we're going to get in the next moment. You know, we wake up, new day, open the phone, you know, what came through in my news notifications? Was there an earthquake? Did the president do something? Is someone new running for president? Do I agree with this? Do I not agree with this? What can I sink my teeth into today and have an opinion about and do something about or get outraged about or feel calm about? And you might hear me talking and go, that sounds exhausting. Who likes to do that? You like to do that. 
I like to do that. We all like to do that. Even though we say we condemn that and we don't like it, we do on some level, even if it's not just an opportunity to distract ourselves from some existential despair that if we don't have some problem to work on, then who are we and what is the purpose of our lives? And I'm not saying that you, you, know, you love creating drama and you love just being in the wrestle with life. I think sometimes we can explicitly feel into the, the love of that or the craving of it, especially things that we might on one level feel shame about like oh i know i don't i'm not someone who likes to to gossip about people right now i'm using the mainstream idea of drama i'm not someone who likes to do that but in reality when you really feel into it it's like oh there's something fun and exciting about it and oh i feel like i'm i'm making a friend with this person as we go behind this person's back and we're fighting for what's just and do you see what they did like how dare they don't they know better right it's like oh no i'm not i'm not someone i don't like drama it's like yeah Really? This is kind of juicy. It's kind of fun. Kind of gives you a friend. We need to go against another friend, right? So we can acknowledge some of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I can feel a part of me that likes that. I think there's a lot of things, you know, especially like ongoing problems throughout the day or you know, a busy workload or uh, let's just say work itself that there's a lot coming at us. And, and we find our just ourselves in the constant stream of busyness, I think it can be harder to see that there's a, a bit of an addiction to that drama, that uh, there's something about that stimulation of you know, keeping us going that um, allows us to not actually just meet the moments of, of nothingness. And the, the big existential inquiries that can come up in those experiences of of nothingness. Now, I think this is especially true if we haven't spent much time in solitude or, uh, you know, with our own thoughts, with our own emotions, and stillness, and quiet. And the more familiar we are with those spaces, the more uh, comfortable we are with uh, non-doing. But I would say even then, you know, even if we have a, a lot of familiarity with that space and we we have met some of the bigger questions that arise for us there uh, and some of the things that we typically run away from through staying busy or through action let's say we've worked through some of that i think this there's, there's still a tendency to avoid that space and uh, for the mind to to have another thing to work on and this can even show up in your pursuit of trying to not be caught in the drama. It can show up in your pursuit of something like stillness or ease or inner peace. Um, for me, you know, I'm, I was always extremely goal-oriented. Uh, I like imagining something in the future that I'm working toward, an end result, and I'm basically creating all these games for myself in life uh, to, to try and get there. You know, whether it's a, a business or uh, some personal growth thing that I'm working on. So, you know, in the monastery for me, I you know, had this idea of like the end point that I was working toward of, of enlightenment. And so enlightenment then just becomes like a concept in my mind and everything I'm like 
wrestling with all my experiences to get there. Like, is this it yet? Did I get there? Have I achieved it? Am I, am I the holy one now? Am I, am I totally noble? Am I purified? It's like, yeah, no, oh, no, mm, gotta work harder. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm so great, right? And so it's just, it's so dramatic. <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a drama. And I love being entangled in the drama. You know, I, I think it's, I've, uh, I have no shame in it. Uh, I'm probably, I used to, definitely, because it felt non-spiritual. Now I just look at it as like, yeah, part of it's part of being human it's kind of fun or at least i like i like giving permission to the part of me that finds it fun rather than adding more shame to myself for for being honest about uh liking being entangled in life there's yeah there's a wrestle there's tension there's real release all of that and i can acknowledge that i enjoy that to an extent and that it's exhausting and it's not you know, it is a bit of a roller coaster, and it's not like that really restorative, and it's not like the highest happiness. It's kind of a distraction from a more refined, mature happiness. A distraction in the sense that it keeps you in the illusion, the delusion that you know, if I solve this thing, if I fix that, then I'm gonna be uh, at ease. That's kind of the trick of dopamine as well. It just like convinces you that yeah put effort toward this thing and then at the end it's going to be a reward and those dopaminergic chemical cocktails in the brain are are useful for kind of keeping the species striving and working toward the next thing they're less useful when it comes to um, spiritual wisdom and actual inner freedom and peace where we actually can begin to challenge some of these biological mechanisms that on some level convince us that this is a thing we need to do in order to be happy. But we're, we've, we've basically evolved to a point where we can actually examine the evolution that brought us here and go, like, is this, will this continue to serve us moving further? And so that's where it becomes interesting to see like yeah i've been engaged in all this drama i really like to create the drama and like one step is like i kind of give myself permission to be in it and at least now i'm not adding more shame at least i'm owning what i'm doing but then there can be this this other step where you you get to explore what is it like to just be in the moments where i'm not entangled in life where i'm not wrestling with something and instead of searching for the next thing to sink your teeth into, the next knot to try to untie, what if you just let yourself be in that space? That space of what we could say is just completeness, ease, nothing to fix, nowhere to get, no one to become. <sighs> Big scary questions. Who am I if there's nothing to do, nothing to fix, no one to become? We just notice that. Just settle back in and feel just the resonance of of completeness. That's really what it what it is. And it's even what an enlightened state technically is. It's essentially a, a stepping off of this wheel, this ongoing wheel of like chasing or pushing or taking yourself so seriously and just like oh just this, nothing to do with it, 
no end point that I'm attaching to it that is going to be the thing that saves me. No big story about this. That it's going to be the thing that uh, is the root of all my suffering. Just this. And it's an interesting place to dwell because the, the lack of activation can be misconstrued as boredom, neutrality, numbness, freeze response. But that's only because we haven't developed a refined palette for these less intense activated states. Especially if you're in a culture, and most cultures seems these days are like this, that it's just like pursue desire and extreme and uh, bigger, better, all of it. You know, very high activation and it conflates that activation with happiness. And so we just it's just so deeply ingrained in us that the absence of that we kind of just associate with states that are like depression or you know disconnection or feeling lonely or bored, I don't know what to do. Oh, give me more stimulation back on the phone. So my invitation to you is to start to pay attention to those states throughout the day. If you're interested, right? You might just be like, you know, Corey, that thing you said in the beginning about like that we create drama, I never realized that I, I do that. And you know, I want to be at the stage where I actually give myself permission to create the drama. Cool, and go for it. Or you might even be beyond that state and you're just like, I just love drama. I'm staying in the drama for the rest of my life. No completeness or nirvana for me. Just give me the drama, baby. Well, awesome. More power to you. At least you're doing it with awareness. But if there is an interest in going, like, is there something beyond that? Then this is for you. And what I would start to pay attention to is those moments throughout the day that actually they kind of have a resonance of being like, you know, this is where you could start. Pay attention to the ones that kind of feel like a little dull or neutral or like there's not much going on. And just see if you can linger there. Now, these states are different than like depressive states or, you know, if you're in like a total freeze response. I'm saying more, you know, these these in-between moments where um, nobody needs anything from you. You just completed one problem uh, and you're kind of just like waiting for the next thing. And just notice how easy that is to like just be in the space of like, oh, what's the next thing? The mind already looking for the next thing to be excited about, to be tormented by. And it's not to say, you know, it's not to um, not take responsibility for the things in your life that are going to come up because it's inevitable that more things and more to-dos are going to come up. So let's not misconstrue this as like, Oh, we're just going to take a, a vacation. No, the the energetic pattern I want you to pay attention to is is the mind looking for the next thing, anticipating it, waiting for it, and then when it's g- given on some level, like a little thread, watch how it just yanks that thread and you know pulls it right off the spool. It's like, yeah, that's it. Give me, 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 give me. Ah, complete. Ah, oh, that was nice. What's next? There's a thread. Gimme, 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 gimme. None left. Complete, right? What's next? Thread. And you it just watch those moments where it's complete and then just stay there. Just stay there. Get familiar 
with the resonance of non-doing, of nothing to do, nowhere to get, nothing to fix, no one to become. Just be and see what that's like. See if you can expand and deepen these moments of completeness, these non-drama experiences, and then really let them saturate you. Let them permeate all the way down through the body because this is where the real unwinding happens. And it happens at both like the secular psychological level, right? when you're not fueling your mind with more thoughts of how much you hate yourself or not good enough or what's wrong with me, right? the mind gets to settle. It happens at the emotional level when you're not beating yourself up and creating more anger then emotions just have permission to flow. It happens at the spiritual and the karmic level. It's basically the, the definition of what it means to transition from samsara, suffering, into enlightenment, where samsara is continually activated by this looking for that next moment and this delusion of this moment of greed, and I gotta chase it, or this moment of hatred, I gotta fight it. This moment of like taking ourselves as like this individual thing that has a journey and it's particularly special and it's unique and all of that, all that gets tangled up, right? The moment of completeness, kind of none of that. You just are. And it, this is the resonance of freedom. But the ego will hijack that space and make a story about it and say why it, you know, why it's boredom or why it's something else. So that's why it takes a little bit of time to just let yourself be there and to let those programmings and those patterns of conditioning to actually relax into that space because it's delightful. It's the absence of suffering. And the more time you let yourself dwell in it, the more you are going to unwind deep patterns of, of tension, of conditioning, of reactivity, of being wound up, deep patterns of uh, avoidance, of addiction, of all kinds, but especially the busyness, all starts to unwind the more you allow yourself to stay in that space. So, try this out today. Thanks for listening if you've made it this far. As always, I, I appreciate you doing the work and tuning into this podcast. Feel free to share this episode with anyone you think might be interested or interested in the Practicing Human podcast. We have over 730 episodes now on all different topics. So there is quite a library here. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe so that you get the episodes into uh, your podcast app. Otherwise, uh, they don't automatically refresh. I get that feedback from people. So you do need to have it downloaded in order to get those there. And uh, if you like the content or if you like this particular episode, uh, would love to hear from you about it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, and I love it when people comment on specific episodes as well because it, um, well, it's my only way of getting feedback of uh, how this is going for you and what stands out. I love reading all of them. 
So uh, thank you all. And if you do want more support on a daily basis in written form, remember we have the free daily text community, uh, daily texts, very short, take like five to 10 seconds to read, uh, mindfulness, meditation, life design, healing, growth, uh, or just like little meditation prompts to drop you in and reground you. You have that as well. And, and to join that, just text the word podcast to one six three one three zero five two eight seven four, And you'll be automatically signed up and you can unsubscribe at any time without me knowing you won't hurt my feelings. That's all, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you tomorrow, unless this is the weekend for you, then I'll talk to you on Monday. And as always, until then, take care.